Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to the Wildcast Studios for the first episode of 2022 of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I am your host, Adam. I made it back from Alberta. Everything is good. And of course, I am joined by my favorite co-hoster who made it back from Ontario, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Buddy. It's, it's been a while. How was your Christmas? It was very good. And yeah, we both went away. And yeah. uh, I mean, uh, we, we both went to, uh, I guess, COVID crockpots, if you <laughs> yes. want to put it that way. No COVID in Alberta. And uh, managed to make it back Yep. without uh, without getting nose, nose swabs jammed up yeah. our noses or anything like that. And, and I just want to make it known. That even though we'd made the joke that the queue was going to be paused because we are the reason, we had nothing we to do not with this. We are not the reason. We are not the reason. We had nothing to do with this. Man, it was so good to be home, mm-hmm. but every single day was minus 26 with a wind chill between minus 34 and minus 39. The yeah. whole 10 days we were there, it was it was like, and everyone was like, yeah, it's the coldest it's been in Alberta. Great. Awesome. I mean, I think on the 22nd, my mom was like, did you plug in the cars last night? No. No, I don't remember to plug cars in when when I dropped them off. Like, I don't I don't know what this plugging cars in thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was good to be home. More people in my little town were wearing masks than I thought there was going to be. There you go. That's, yeah, that's, so I was that's pretty it, impressed. Yeah. There was... There was a certain few that I knew wouldn't, and uh, <laughs> I stayed away from those few if I could. But yeah, it was just good to be home, see the family again, have all my home-cooked meals just jammed all into 10 days. And uh, yeah, going through the airport, I don't know about you, but it, it's really no different than going through the airport any other time. Like The only thing is they put the... You, you, I showed my vaccine when I first got there at Moncton Airport and in Calgary, and then they put the that I was double vaccinated. And I never had to show my vaccine status again. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We almost didn't make it to Ontario because I'm a complete idiot. Um, Stay tuned. So I was under the impression that my my wife's identification yeah. was under Boucher. So, of course, I booked our plane tickets under Boucher. Uh, we get to the airport uh, and her driver's license is under her, her maiden name. And, of course, her flight is under Boucher. Uh, and the Air Canada uh, attendant says, well, you know, the tickets have to be under the same name. We can't let you on the plane. And what? Uh, yeah, apparently it's a Transport Canada rule Yeah, that your ticket name has to match your ID name or you can be denied boarding. So why doesn't her driver's license say Boucher? When... I don't know. We never... How long she... have you been married? Okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> more than five years yeah uh it'll be five years in july okay uh, i guess she so. just never changed it over oh um, i mean because you gotta do it every five years yeah. so i guess technically she's that's crazy yeah so <laughs> see you megan air Me canada, and going to see your the, family yeah the air canada ticket agents were yep. you know the i understand they were Explaining the situation. Yep. Uh, but they were explaining the situation in a very rude... Condescending. Condescending tone, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't appreciate. Um, they let it be known that if we change the name on this ticket, we could be fired and fined from our jobs and this and like, way to make me feel guilty, right? Uh, anyways, they managed to do it. Three days before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyways, so we ended up on the plane, and of course, we flew Air Canada there, and then Porter on the way back. So I had to call Porter when we got to Ontario and say, "Yo, change this reservation over." Wow. And um, yeah, so that was. We almost didn't get to Ontario. Let's put it that way. But yeah, we we made it. We got there. And we then had coming home time. was no issues. Yeah, because I'd change it over to to our yeah, maiden yeah. name. So, uh, yeah, great time. Uh, went for a couple of skates. Played some some pond hockey and uh, yeah, had a great uh, had a jolly old time. Unfortunately, didn't get to see Dao play. No, a few games were canceled yeah. and. It's yeah. kind of a, I mean, 50, that's going to lead into a little bit later, but. Yeah, uh, the whole 50% capacity thing yeah. and the COVID numbers, I was really trying to limit uh, the number of people that I saw that I didn't know, yeah. if you want to put it that way, because yeah. really all we saw was family. Yeah. Uh, I was trusted, uh, trusted, I was, you know, I had full faith that uh, I was around people that were, that were safe. And um, yeah, so I didn't want to go to any high capacity settings or anything like that. Just uh, just to protect myself. Nope. We uh, we looked at tickets for the World Juniors in Red Deer because it's only like an hour and a half drive and my daughter works in Red Deer. So I was like, oh, you know, we can go watch, I think it was Sweden and Russia. It was the Boxing Day, the Boxing right. Day game at 2 o'clock. And I'm, we looked before we left and I'm like, there's tickets. And there's tickets up in the top of the arena. And there's like two tickets, nobody beside us and nobody in front of us. So we would have mm-hmm. been in our own little bubble we didn't mm-hmm. buy them we're like if we need to get them we'll get them when we're there well, it worked out and then as i'm getting closer i'm like i don't really know if i want to be going to these events even if i'm sitting up in the top of the arena by myself yeah. i just don't want to put myself yeah. i'm going to put myself in a situation it's going to be for the wildcats you know the season tickets not mm-hmm. uh not world juniors which i mean in hindsight i mean good thing i didn't go because <laughs> That thing ended up being canceled, which, I yeah. mean, you got to feel for all of those kids, especially... Oh, yeah. Feel for know. the kids. Feel for the people that get married at that hotel in uh, in Red Deer. Man, that was... Uh, I love Alberta, but I... Yeah. Red Deer's not... And I and I understand. I mean, they probably had to cancel and rebook and cancel and rebook mm-hmm. that wedding I, countless times, but... I mean, uh, shout, out How... to the, shout out to the couple who decided to get married in the middle of winter in Red Deer, Alberta. <laughs> when it was minus 36. Uh, at a hotel. Yeah. Uh, Hey, props to you for that that planning. That planning. I hope you're. Uh, I hope you played your. Uh, play, yeah. I hope you paid your planner well. Legit. I don't know how you as a double IHF don't book that whole hotel. But yeah, that's that's, a, that's another story for another day. Um, have you started watching uh, Amazing Race? Yes. That is crazy that they filmed that thing in 2019. Yeah. People had to shut their mouths for two years. Mm-hmm. Like that is an ironclad NDA or yeah, non-disclosure agreement, NDA. Yeah. And now they're just kind of coming back with it and we're not going to get too much into it. But I just, I remember watching the first episode and I'm just like, this is crazy. They, they had to wait two years. Yeah. That's, that's, I had no idea. I, I, um, I, uh, cause I noticed I a lot of masks weren't being worn in the previews and I'm yeah, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it was filmed pre pandemic. Uh, until I started watching the season, and then Phil was like, "Yeah, FYI, you know, like this was filmed before COVID. Yeah, three, three or four episodes. And I think three. The next episode is when they tell everybody, like, look, you know, this this is happening. And then I guess the teams come back. I'm assuming when the numbers weren't so bad in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. and started filming it again to the point where they actually got a winner. Believe it or not. Oh, really? I, th- I don't know. I uh-huh. guess." I guess. I, I just don't, don't know how you, like, 
you, you, you apply for the show, you get on the show, I'm going to need this amount of time off. Mm-hmm. You get it granted. Okay, by the way, I can work, but I need to push this back whenever. The, like, I just can't imagine the, A, keeping it secret that mm-hmm. long because people know you're going to be on the show. Yeah. So they're going to be like, well, where are you? Like, are you second? Are you third? Like, mm-hmm. what, where are you going? Like, all the questions you'd have to answer. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be like our new mass Singer. It's going to be our our, yeah. our, uh, our Amazing Grace recap. Amazing until, Grace. <laughs> until What's His uh, what's it Story A starts yeah. Big Brother Canada, which usually is in March. Even don't even know if that's going to happen. Yeah, again, if there's a place that they could quarantine them, yeah. you'd think the Big Brother house would be... Uh, would be it. But as as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, and like and subscribe on the YouTube. Uh, we are looking into different camera options, so this might be on YouTube. This might not be on YouTube. If it's not, we're working on it. If it is, hi. Uh, all right, quick question. You told me to ask you after the trade period. How do you feel about your league prediction? Quebec versus St. John. And I had Schwinnigan versus St. John. Um. Uh... I'm going to stick with St. John. Yep. Yep. However, I think we're in for a Maritime Division final. Now, again, we don't know how this is going to work, if they're going to recede it or just east-west. Hopefully they recede it to make that happen, but... Uh, I don't think Schwinnigan did enough. I don't either, and and that's where I was going. I I felt good when they picked up the 20-year-old in in Dubé. Uh, I, I... we're going to get into in the news, but when Denoyer didn't end up going to St. John, I was really hoping he was going to end up on Schwinnigan, and then I would feel really yeah. good about that pick. Yeah. Like that, and I said it before, I mean, LaRue there or, or Denoyer there, I mean, that was the that was the market that I had, and that's what mm-hmm. I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't think they did enough on the back end. I mean, they grabbed Refa Menzoa, but they gave up Pepin to get du, uh, Dubé, so... Yeah, I still feel like they could make some noise if it's east versus west. I still think they might be able to to make noise. So I still feel pretty good about it, but I, I wish they would have done more, and I wish ultimately Denway would have ended up in Schwinnigan. Then I'd feel really good about that selection. Yeah, I don't think Schwinnigan did enough. I don't think Quebec did enough. Um, the The President's Cup is runs through the Maritimes Division. Yeah, um, believe it or not, uh, I don't think there's. I mean, Quebec is is Patrick Well behind the bench is always a a wild card. Uh-huh. Um, I I still don't think the Ramparts did enough. Uh, I think it's you know the the cup comes through the Maritimes uh, once again, yeah. uh, and that's that's it. It's end of the story. It's it's either going to be St. John against Bathurst or or St. John against uh, Charlottetown. That's my that's my guess. What a stack division. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good. it's gonna be fun getting some wins. Yeah, against like hopefully let's get some wins against uh, some Quebec teams mm. and Cape Breton. How many times do we play Cape Breton? Uh, hopefully four a few more. more. Times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. So the reason we took a break is the queue took an extended break, uh, not back until January fourteenth. And even that's now could take a hit with the Quebec government wanting, or the QMJHL coming in and wanting 50% fans in all rinks. I'm pretty sure the Maritimes division can get that. Um, it's just, 
a matter of can Quebec town <laughs> doing over there? Their coffee grinds. Oh, that's gross. Um, yeah, this thing was supposed to start again on the seventeenth, which means our first game potentially would have been against Charlottetown. Not gonna happen. I don't know if that's gonna Not happen. Gonna happen. I, it might. We no. might get a couple games against Maritime Division. Not gonna happen. Really, you don't think so? Nope. Nope. Hmm. I, honest to God, folks, I, I I think we're out until. End of January at the earliest. Honest to God, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be a you know, uh, you know, a cotton-headed nitty muggins here, <laughs> but uh, there's no, there's no way, there's no way. No, not without protective environments. Go, there's no way games are going to start uh, in seven days, and the Quebec teams have said they're not starting without fifty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. They're still going off at you know, going off at ten thousand cases a day. Uh, there's no way. There's there's no there's no way. The only way this is going to happen at fifty percent capacity is if they go and say you're only coming into this rink if you have three shots. Like there, two two doses right now is not considered fully vaccinated, and that's no. that's. I mean, Quebec has already said that a third dose will be mandatory. Uh, and that's the only way I see these, these fans being allowed back in the ranks is if they have their boosters and, you know, at this rate right now, you know, it's not, it's not going very fast in New Brunswick. I I don't know about Quebec, but you know, it's, yeah. We're it's not we're, going fast enough because this thing is ever changing and, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to keep up with something that's ever changing and, and you can't keep up with it and there's not enough to get ahead of it. So Fifty percent capacity when the only ones allowed in the rink are have three shots. Yeah, sure, but it's not going to happen before, you know, <laughs> before the end of January. There's no way. There's no way. I just can't see it. Well, that's a downer. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't not believe. No, I don't but, not believe you, and I don't not think it's the same way. I just, I kind of hope we can play at least division games. Because we've only got five of six division games lined up when this season's supposed to start. Mm-hmm. January 21st, the only game that we'd have to reschedule would be Gatineau. Because um, we've got Charlottetown, Gatineau, St. John, Halifax, Charlottetown, Halifax. So, I mean, I would love to see us play. But I don't know how you can have one division play while the other divisions are trying to catch up. I mean, the mm-hmm. WHL and the OHL are trying to play with rescheduling games. So that's just a, a cluster the OHL every day, there's teams missing at least three games, yeah. and I mean, good on them. They're trying to get uh, they're trying to get these things in to at least get 68 games. I mean, it might be something where the leagues look at each other and go, "Does 50 games count? Do do does Halifax and do we need to play teams eight times and nine times, or is five? Well, I mean, five? at what point are they going to turn around and say, "Okay, we're not going points anymore. We're going winning percentage." Yeah, it's like, true. like last year, like it was it was winning percentage. Yeah, yeah. I, I if if we're not playing games by by the end of January, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Be if, for, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they flip this around and say, "Look, points mean nothing. It's all about winning percentage." Yep. Um, and <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> well. What I know, you know like, it's 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 uh, it's ever changing, and you can't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. And it can't be easy for the teams to ever changing, keeping up with it. I wonder if they change as much of the standings there. If I ah, oh, a few teams. Oh, we still we stay at five. It's the only thing I can think of. Like they, if just, they if they seriously want to make yeah. a a case where 
you know, you, to play the great the most amount of games, yeah. fine. But I just don't see a scenario where all these teams are going to have the same amount of games played at the end of the season. Yep. It's as simple as that. Yep. Uh, and especially across the country. Like, mm-hmm. you're dealing with three leagues, and it, it's got to be somewhat centralized between all three. They got to have either the whole CHL goes points, the whole CHL goes point percentage. They try to get 50 games. Like it, and I can't imagine being Dan McKenzie, the president of this league. Like The smartest thing they've done is, I think, moving the Memorial Cup to June was smart. Yep. Um, I think we're going to see a few five-game series early on to try and... Yeah, like, uh, it wouldn't be surprised if the Round first, one and two or five-game series. I, I agree. Um, I just... And I know it's a little early. I know it's early. You know, it's 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 almost uh, middle of uh, January here. But yeah, there's. I just don't. I don't see a scenario where we're playing games yeah. in in one week. There's there's no there's <laughs> no way. No, when you yeah, when you put it like that, that's uh, yeah. Next next week is this thing supposed to start again? So, yay! All right, the trade period has come and gone. Um, I mean, who are your big winners? Say, John Charlottetown. One of those big two. winners, um, big winners. Um, St. John, I mean, I, I just, I don't think they, they did, they had a good trade period. Yep. I don't think they improved. Like, did I they just, have your as good as or better on paper than the no, Moncton? No, and I don't think they no, did either. I, I they, they, I think they were the Dinoye trade. Um, I think. You know, I'd probably have a different opinion. Yep. Dow is a great is going to be a great addition. Uh, obviously, we'll get into that shortly here. Yep. But they didn't do. I, I just not not what I was, I was expecting. When you're when you're a Memorial Cup team, yeah, they 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 made the biggest splash mm-hmm. on the final day, but you know, it wasn't a tsunami, right? They didn't right. have that. Uh, it, there was just not a trade there that you went that blew you away i mean you could you could say that the moncton st john trade was caught a lot of people off guard given the amount of assets that were included but was that more because they're rivals and they just don't do that yes it's it's you just have we haven't seen a trade like that between moncton and st john right uh so i think that's what caught the people, everybody off off guard was just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there wasn't a trade that St. John made that went, whew, that made your head explode or, you know, just caused, you know, a big a big wave to, to you know, come crashing. You know, it just, it, it didn't have that, they made a splash, but it didn't have that tsunami effect. Yeah. And that's what Memorial Cup, um, you know, hosts should be doing. Uh, you, you look at... Um, I like what Charlottetown did. With limited assets, and we mm-hmm. wondered how they were going to make these trades work. Um, they grabbed death or death depth in Zach Waugh, Dawson Stairs. Um, they added to an already great back end with uh, Bianca Patuka, um, La Pena, who uh, not a lot of people. This was before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, getting one of the top goaltenders in the league. I mean, Charlottetown kind of did the reverse Moncton. I mean, Moncton went out and got. Uh, at the draft, they went out and got Rodrigue, and that was like, okay, Moncton's all in. Here we go. They went out and got Xavier Simino, and then they added the goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just kind of added depth pieces here and there. And, of course, none of these trades are complete because things will go back at the draft. But, I mean, for me, at Charlottetown made five moves, and I think they made almost five perfect moves. I, I agree. Uh, they, 
it's not again they didn't make a splash but they just made them they made yep. the moves they had to do yep. uh they've got enough up front to to get the job done it was depth it yep. was depth they have the best probably the best d in 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 the queue and added and 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 added to it right yep. they made their d even better uh and you know don't get me wrong uh <laughs> i think bathurst probably got the best defenseman um in in Tourigny, but Charlottetown got the defenseman that they needed. Yeah. Right. And that's that's the difference. I mean, yeah, you go and get the best defenseman, but yes, Bathurst needed a power play quarterback. But what Charlottetown needed was that defensive defenseman. Yeah. Like a shutdown guy. Where and... you got three tough lines to play against mm-hmm. on the defense. Mm-hmm. Um so that was I mean that was, Charlottetown killed it. Bathurst did really well. St. John did did really well too. But like I said, it just not enough to wow me. Yeah. Um, you know who sh- I kind of like that did a lot, but not for this year. Vermuski. Yeah, they added a lot of picks. Um, you know, you're just looking at it. They got a first two sec or three seconds this year coming up. They've got three firsts next year with Quebec and Charlottetown's a second and a third. And in 2024, they have uh, a first and two seconds. So wow. you kind of call them a winner uh, mm-hmm. out of the trade period. I mean, you know, in in what's a crazy year, yeah. they've added a lot of assets that they can be good in that 2025 season. Yeah, and that's 2025. That's another. That's the next time the Q hosts the yeah. uh, hosts the Memorial Cup. So you can, I think, you kind of have an idea of what Ramusi's going for here. Yeah, they're going for that host. Yeah, and. <laughs> That's going to be the next time, uh, you know, guaranteed Moncton's going to want that, going to want that too. So you're going to see Moncton start to, you know, build up those 2023, 2024, 2025 picks. And they started to do that, uh, which I think is, is, you know, that's what you got to do. If they're going to bid for this Memorial Cup, I'm assuming they do because mm-hmm. they didn't get the last one. Well, they're on the right track and Ramuski's uh, well ahead of them at this point too. So, so. I'll give my opinion and then I'll let you ask mm-hmm. or I'll let you answer. Which were you more surprised with? Denoyer didn't move at all, or Justin Robidaw didn't move at all when Schwinnigan was trying to go or not Schwinnigan. Schwinnigan was going, you know, we thought we were, were a team, and mm-hmm. St. John was going all in because I think obviously Denoyer was rumored. I mean, even on Hockey Night Canada to go to St. John, then Dao kind of falls into our guest lap here in a minute. Yeah. They end up making that trade. Yeah. Was it a case of the price that Cam Russell wanted? Teams weren't willing to pay that at the 11th hour, and he wasn't going to make that deal. You know, he wasn't going to drop his value, which I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Valdor just gave up so much, and they got a first, a second, and a third this year. Um, so they at least got that back. But which player are you kind of more surprised at? I think I'm more surprised at Valdor just because that's kind of the MO of, of teams in the queue is – Go all in, move your assets to recoup these these picks, and you know he's a, a an excellent scorer um, that would have fit on a lot of on a lot of rosters. Yeah. So a month ago, Robodoc came out and say he 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 said he didn't want to get traded because he wanted to be loyal to the to the Valdor organization. Right. Um, some people said, okay, maybe that's a bluff because there's a specific team he wants to go to. Turned out it was probably it was legit. He yeah, just didn't yeah, want yeah. to be traded. Yeah. So um, the fact that he said that um, didn't shock me. Right. Um, 
I think we we can all say Dinoyer was was being traded. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's I've said it before. There's something going on between those two teams, between Halifax and St. John. There's some stuff that goes on off the ice that you know these these teams just don't like each other on and on and off the ice. Uh, and I think that's what came down. That's what brought everything to a standstill here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had Jeff Merrick leak that Dinoyer trade on Hockey Night in Canada. And I think the fact that he leaked that trade, that was it. That was it. You know, these these are these are trades that are supposed to be, you know, um, secretive. Mm-hmm. And here he is talking about it on Hockey Night in Canada and then tweeting about it. Uh, and... I can't remember. You know? I don't think he had names going back, but I think he just no, had No, he didn't them. have names, right? I was trying to think of it. Even in the tweet, I don't think he had, like, I don't think he had Grenier uh, no. as part of that deal. No, he didn't. He, 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 he flat out didn't. Yeah. And I think you're, the Mooseheads ate it up because I went and checked Grenier's Instagram account and the freaking Mooseheads are following him. <laughs> Why would the Mooseheads follow, follow yeah, him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they ate up that rumor like that. Yeah. Um, and that's how, that's how things die. That's how things go to die. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, clearly Bobby Smith or Cam Russell didn't appreciate, um, potentially Trevor, Trevor George, Georgie telling yeah. Jeff Merrick. Cause I know those two are kind of uh, buddy, buddy. And, you know, I, I think that's what kind of held things up and you know what? Psh, our gain. Yeah. Our gain. Our gain. Uh, let's, uh. Let's, let's get into that. Yeah. Let's, let's get into that. <laughs> let's absolutely get into that. Weekly Rewind. So once again, as it uh, as it stands right now, the Wildcats remain 15, 10, 3, and 1, 34 points, third in the Maritimes, fifth in the East, which if it stays on points, gives us a series against Ramuski. If it goes by point percentage, gives us a C, uh, playoff series against Halifax. Um, if the playoffs were to start whenever they start. Yeah, playoffs. So obviously the Wildcats, before we went off to our break, made a few moves, sending Sammy Longname to Victoriaville for a 2023rd sixth, then acquiring Jackson Bellamy uh, for a 2024 fourth, and then the big one came, uh, the Christmas deal, after Christmas, sorry, sending Fildo, Nick Blagden, and Thomas Couture to St. John for Jonathan Lemieux, Nathan Grenier, a third in 2022, 2023, and a six and seven in 2024. And instead of having us talk to death about it, we decided to bring on for our annual state of the team after the trade recap, president of hockey operations, Richie Tebow. Thanks for joining us, Richie. Have you gained back your sleep from what you missed uh, on that uh, fateful day? Yeah, you know what? We've been working at that for the last few days and, uh, you know, we're uh, gaining a little bit each day for sure. <laughs> Picking away at it. You're like, uh, it's like me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when you get back from a trip, jet lag, you're just picking away day after day. Um, I want to go back to, before we get into the big deal, uh, back to the Bellamy deal. Obviously, uh, the Grossier was the first trade that went out, and a lot of people were wondering why we were moving to 20. Um, we ended up getting Jackson Bellamy. It was getting a, a veteran quarterback for the power play uh, kind of a, a need that you wanted to address at this at this trade period? Yeah, for sure. You know, we our power play has kind of been at a percent all year that uh, – we're not quite as happy as, and it's not where we'd like it to be. So we thought we could improve that a little bit. And Jackson brings that big shot and, um, he can also defend and he's got a lot of experience. So he kind of fit the bill of what we were looking for there to improve our power play moving forward. 
Other than that, uh, I guess the the trading uh, De Grossier and uh, and acquiring Bellamy, it was kind of a, I mean, quiet. I guess you want to put it like that until, um, I guess until last Wednesday uh, afternoon or evening, if you want to put it that way. Um, you know, we've, we've all kind of heard the story that uh, you got a call from uh, from the Senators. Uh, I guess kind of tell us about that conversation. Uh, you know, was it, uh, how did you react and uh, who was the first person that you told or who was the first person, I guess, who the first person was that you called after that? Yeah, you know, we, around five o'clock there the day before the deadline, we received a call, like you said, from Ottawa stating that uh, there's a high percent that Phil Dau would be returning to junior hockey and I would know within a few minutes if it was 100%. And, and you know, I was in a meeting at the time uh, with, with uh, members of our staff and at the, uh, then we got confirmation a few minutes later. So then we started deciding and talking about what we're going to do. Or do we just keep them and, and kind of ride that out and, so it would be a great addition? Or do we look to move them and see how we can uh, use that asset and help us in the future? So we spent time looking at that and then we decided and said put a price on it and let's see if there's teams in the league that are interested at that price. And if there are, we'll, we'll move forward. If not, uh, Phil was very prepared to come back and, and spend the rest of the year in Moncton. So I like how Jeremy says it wasn't an active trading period. I'm sure that uh, your phone was ringing, um, as you say, you have a few files going on, but you weren't actively pursuing anyone, letting teams come to you. Um, just what what is that like when, you know, how close were you to making, uh, you know, a few other small, minor, detailed deals? Because, you know, I told Jeremy off off air, and I've seen it uh, on in Sean's article. I mean, I don't think this team actually, in a in a, a year or two of a rebuild, has subtracted all that much. I think what you've done is be able to make this team maybe a little bit better. I mean, I, I really like what you've done. How close were you to you know making a a few other a few other smaller deals? Well, we we were close on a few other deals. I wouldn't say necessarily that they were all small, but right. there were some that were were very close that. Uh, you know, they just, we had set our price and we weren't going to move off of that because we were happy, very happy with our team and we were well prepared to go with the existing team the rest of the year. So unless we, we got what we thought was fair value, we weren't going to move. And in a couple of cases, that's exactly what happened is that we wouldn't settle or mm-hmm. uh, we just keep the assets and, and move forward. So that's what we decided to do. But uh, I could tell you, we, we were close on a couple of other things, that's for sure. I guess I shouldn't say small deals, but I mean, like in terms of the ten-player asset deals, I mean, the other <laughs> ones could have been the other ones could have been uh, a little bit smaller. Just to, to follow up on on the big deal, I mean, you know, Jeremy and I talked about it a couple times. Maybe Thomas Couture was a goaltender. You moved to a contender as a backup. Just talk about you know moving someone like Thomas Couture, but ending up getting a veteran to help Philly on kind of the same role as last year when we had uh, DLC kind of mentor him and in, in uh, and Jonathan Lemieux this season. Yeah, we were adamant that we, we always want to have two good goaltenders, goaltenders that can compete and, and give you a chance to win every night. So, you know, we weren't really looking to, to trade Tama Couture. Tama came in and, and did an excellent job for us. So, uh, you know, trading him wasn't really an option until we got into the Phil Daou trade and it became a necessity of that trade to be able to pull that off. So, right. but it's not something that we had planned uh, to move him, that's for sure. But, uh, when the opportunity arose that we had to trade him, we we definitely wanted a veteran in return, and St. John happened to have some, so we were able to make it part of the same trade, and and we we're very fortunate that uh, we've got two good goalies that we were confident in that we can put in every night and give us a chance to win. 
A big part of this trade is is obviously uh, Nathan Grenier, uh, you know, a kid that's going to that, that I think will play with with Morat for uh, for a few years, uh, starting and ne- uh, starting next season. Uh, I guess for anyone who's not familiar with him, uh, you know, what do you what do you see him bringing to the team? Yeah, you know, I watched Nathan and Nathan play a couple weeks ago up in Quebec in the Midget AAA tournament. And uh, I was very impressed with his offensive skills and his skating, pup skills. He's, he's got a lot of things that he does very well. So when when the opportunity came that we could acquire him, that was definitely a uh, something that would intrigue us as part of that trade. And and like you said, he's, he's a young defenseman, right-hand shot D, that uh, could come in and, and match with uh, Moran for a few years and I think we've got a very good start to a young D there with some of our other guys that we have, we Senza and so on. Uh, we're very happy to get him as part of that trade. So, and I know in talking to him and his family since then, you know they're very excited to be here and, and part of the Moncton organization as well. Yeah, of course, because familiarity is going to be uh, huge with this trade too. I mean, you got uh, uh, you got Alex Mercier, he's teammates with uh, uh, with Grenier, and I think. Uh, um, Mathieu Boucher is also on uh, SSF. Uh, I think he might even be Grenier's D partner, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is that kind of where you want to go with uh, down the road when it comes to trades? You know, making sure we're we're bringing in players who who are you know familiar with each other to you know I guess already have that developed chemistry. Well, you know that's always an added bonus, but we're always looking at the individual first and. That SSF program has been very good to us. That's where Jake Pelche came out of. You know, Steve Bernier is right there in Quebec City and has seen these players quite a bit. And, you know, he's worked with Alex Mercier and, and Boucher. And, and he'll work with Grenier now, and he's seen him play a number of times. So we've had a lot of viewings on those guys. And uh, as an individual, we like him very much as a hockey player, and he's a great young man as well. So... This team got off to you know a, a great start, and they're exactly where nobody picked them to be, except for you know maybe you uh, and you know down the qual. Um, this team is competing hard every night, like we've said. How much of you not really pulling a trade and, and making this team, so to speak, worse uh, by moving value out was a was a reward for the guys that come in and compete every night and keeping this group together that is that has earned every single win that this this group has got. You know, we believe winning is very important. We want to win championships in Moncton. And we don't want to take a step back. We, we had a good yeah. start to the season. We're, we're fairly confident and and happy with where we're at, but we're never satisfied. So uh, we believe, you know, when you get used to winning, uh, you want to keep winning. So yeah. we're hoping for a good second half, and we want to give the guys, like you said, that are here a chance to win every night. And we've got a very competitive division, so we need to make sure that uh, – from our goalie to our D to our forwards, that we have a solid lineup that can compete every night and give us a chance to win. Yeah, these division games aren't going to get any easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's a, <laughs> calling no it a, a calling it a competitive division. Yeah. I think might be a little bit of an understatement, yeah. but uh, yeah. um, I guess getting into the second half, um, you know, when can when I guess if you're if you're looking at things as as a I guess director of hockey hockey operations, when can we kind of expect to see? Um, I know you're not making you're not making the, these rules here, but uh, when can we expect to see some some games? In uh, in your opinion, well, you know we're we're being told to be ready for the week of January seventeenth. Uh, Someone's in there wherever the existing schedule has us playing, so 
So that's kind of what we're doing. You know, we don't know exactly day to day. Everything changes, you know, with, with COVID and restrictions and everything else. But uh, we want to make sure we're as ready as possible. And when uh, people say go and games are on, that uh, we'll be ready. But, uh, you know, I, I think our first game that's on the calendar right now is probably Charlottetown at, uh, at Moncton and St. John at Moncton, our first two games, if uh, the current schedule holds. So be a good start. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to kick it off, the top two uh, teams in, in this division. <laughs> uh, we're going to get a measuring stick right off the hop. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll catch them with their, their chemistry is not, uh, not quite as good as ours. Um, being obviously your second, I guess, COVID trading period, there wasn't a lot of movement, it seemed, from outsiders. But just compare this one to last year's trade down the one. Was it a little bit – how much different was it knowing that we have a regular season where we're playing Quebec teams as opposed to last year where it's just kind of all in division or is it all a different entity every trade period? Yeah, it definitely was different. Um, <laughs> the, this trading period went from uh, you know busy to quiet to, to extremely busy. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, quiet time, it seemed, when teams are trying to decide what to do and where we're actually going with the season. Uh, so it uh, there's a lot of you know a lot of trades, but not as much as normal. But uh, like you say, there was definitely some quiet time. But then all of a sudden, the last few days, I think there was a lot of activity. That's for sure. Uh, I guess you know you know it's looking ahead. Uh, we're in a pretty good spot with the with the draft coming up. Unfortunately, it's virtual again uh, you know <laughs> not too happy about that one but uh you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do um we're sitting pretty good a uh, couple couple seconds uh three thirds um i don't want to you know make any predictions here can we see uh, do you think any feasible movement could be made on the wildcats part to uh to to get into the first round i know you like your picks but uh <laughs> you know it's, i know you and alex no. like your picks but uh um yeah. you know the the assets are, are accumulating there uh do you see a feasible situation where you know may, maybe there's a, a move into the first round well you never know you know we'll we'll finish our scouting process and get ready for the draft get our list ready and and see where we've got uh, the players slotted you know but right now like you said we've got two second round picks three-thirds and, and lots of other picks this year. So um, Alex never wants to get rid of the pick to move up <laughs> a little bit. But it's uh, we've got a lot of picks the following year, too. we got two yeah. first-round picks in, mm-hmm. in 23. So um, I think we've got the assets and stuff to be flexible. And our goal would be to, to draft the best players and hopefully put a couple of them in our lineup next year, just like we did this year with uh, Moran and now Mercier joining us after Christmas. Yeah. It's uh, it's not too often you're not hitting on uh, all these picks that you're needing to use, whether you're using a scouting staff or you know moving up and down the the draft board for for yourself. Um, like I said, it, you know it was an excellent trading period for for Moncton. Uh, I told you that. Um, just talk about the the one you know tough part about this, and that's Jake Stewart um, being on waivers. He's now got a chance to go for a championship in in Summerside, but obviously when you uh, when you acquire Bellamy and then you acquire Lemieux, you know. Ultimately, he's he's on the outside looking in. Just talk about what uh, what Jay Stu meant to to the Wildcats. Yeah, you know, putting Jay, uh, Jake on waivers is definitely one of the toughest decisions I've had to make. You know, in my stint here, that's for sure. Um, he's a kid that's been with us for we drafted him. You know, four four and a half years ago, been with us on our team three and a half years, and affiliate the year before, and played his ten games as a sixteen year old. So he's been around. He's been a true Wildcat. He, 
he's a player that gave everything that he had. Um, but like you say, sometimes this, this is a business and, and you have to make those tough decisions. And uh, I can tell you that, uh, you know, where we ended up is not the plan that we had in place. But, uh, you know, that filled out, we changed a bunch of stuff. So we had to make the trade and we had to make a tough decision. And, and it's kind of what you have to do sometimes. But uh, great kid, great player, um, gave us everything he had. And uh, it was definitely a tough call to make. In, uh, in the day of the trade deadline. Yeah, I was actually talking to Layla, and he's the last original Moncton Wildcat from when we moved here. <laughs> the the last okay. the, the last original. That's how long I've I've been here. I mean, I know Langwall was here the the next year, but he's the last original Wildcat. So obviously, yeah. it's a it's a tough uh, tough move. But like you said, it it is a business, and uh, we're gonna let you catch back up on that sleep and and try and recover from that <laughs> uh, that twelve hour day. But uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to to have a chat with us after the trade period, and I guess we'll talk to you somewhat uh, March with the playoffs and uh, and draft. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks, Thanks, Richie. Fuck, I felt you like a pound. Yeah, like like you guys said. I mean, that's the biggest trade that I you know that you can remember. Obviously, for me, that can remember. But I mean, I said it to you right after the 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 trade later on that afternoon and you know he echoed it in Sean's article. I don't think this team is worse. No, they're not. Than they were. No. I mean, Sammy Longname was a good 20-year-old defenseman, but we needed power play and I've been banging that table since the since the preseason. Um Jackson Bellamy's got the big shot. He's a quarterback on the power play. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Dow all all year, so you know, we made up for the scoring with Kalmakoff there. Nick Blagden, God love what he brought when he brought it. But he was a fourth line guy. It wasn't, you know, he, he had a few suspensions here and there. You know, Couture was found money, and you know, in terms of assets, like he mm-hmm. he didn't cost a whole lot. Dow was a free agent, exactly. You, you, like it's you, you got know, that like... money. Jonathan Lemieux, Couture, that's a wash. I mean, mm-hmm. those games that Couture was going to play are now Lemieux. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we'll have to see when Lemieux's on. He can be a top level goaltender. He showed it in Val Dor, uh, Grenier. You know that's your future. So, I I have a tough time. They kept the, a lot of the top six together, mm-hmm. all of the top six together, all of the top nine together. I, I find it tough to tough to see this team being worse off in year two of a rebuild than than they are. Like uh, this is like I asked them. This is a full on reward for this team coming out and being fifteen and ten. I I agree. Uh, you know I. If it wasn't for for Dao, I think you probably would have seen a couple of pieces moved. Yep, uh, that weren't, and you know, so that's. Uh, and I, somebody mentioned it on the on the message board. You know, the Wildcats haven't had the the greatest luck as of late. You know, there's just every time you turn around, just something like, something bad is happening. Either yep. like the COVID shutdown or whatever it is, right? Yep. And it's like um, Dao being sent back and using him as an asset. Finally, is something to be, I guess, proud of or, or you know, pumped up about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it sucks to see him go, but at the same time, he wasn't on your roster. Yeah. You didn't expect to get him back. It was like one of those, it, it, it fell in your lap and you turned it around and, you know, rolled it into a nice little ball and, and you know, played around with it. It's like you're like a toy. Yeah. A brand new toy as a kid. You're like, you're, you want to play around with it for a bit. Um, and the day of. <laughs> Or the night before, yeah, right? Like, like it's not even like Richie was sitting on it over the trade period and it was rumored or anything like that. Like it was, he probably, like he said, had a few 
irons in the fire other places, mm. and then like you, you find. I don't know how. Like when we had Santa Claus and asked for a Memorial Cup, he didn't deliver. No, I don't know what Richie did to get Santa Claus to deliver Daoud. Yeah, we didn't to have... get these assets. I mean, you find this out like what? Five p.m. on Wednesday night. Yeah, the trade period's over at one p.m. Uh, what is that? Twelve. Twelve hours. No, eighteen hours. Something like that. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. My math is terrible. Yeah. Um, that's why we're not in school. Yeah. So that's got to be like the craziest twelve hours in <laughs> in you know Richie's yeah. life, where it's you know one you know you're 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 trying to work on this, you're trying to work on that. All of a sudden, your phone rings and I just whoop. Yeah, it, it just turns your trade period around a complete one eighty, um, and I think we hit it. Over the, I think what St. John got is good. I think what we got is good. I think it's a fair trade. Yep. And it's I hate I hate when people turn around and they say, "Oh, this team won the trade," or "This team won the trade." I think both teams win this trade. Yeah, short term uh, and long term. Yeah, short term St. John wins, wins big trade. time. Yep. Um, long term, I think this is a complete. Home run, yeah. Uh, you know, to, to if you want to call, you know, you want to say, okay, well, Couture and Lemieux balance each other out, one for one. Okay, cool, that's fine. Yeah, we'll take uh, that all day. Yeah, you want to say that, you know, maybe Nick Blagden's worth that. Maybe he's the twenty twenty four six and seven. S- I wouldn't say he's worth two picks. No, but the, like. If I you, would say if you equal these out, yeah. Like, but let's say he's worth he's he's let's he's say that Nick, level. Let's say Nick Blagden is the twenty twenty four seventh round pick. Yeah. Then you've got four, you know, four assets for Dao. Done. Done. Yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a good trade for both teams. Um, you know, if St. John wins it, you might want to say they they win the trade, but you know, I, I wouldn't even go that far. You know, I think it's a good it's a good deal for both teams. I wonder if it's a uh, Trevor's going to help. Or Richie's going to help Trevor out now, and then when we're looking at a Memorial Cup, maybe Trevor just helps us out a little bit, right? If we, well, I don't know, but the let's, thing. Let's see. Let's let's see if Trevor's <laughs> still around in a few years. <laughs> the thing that uh, Jerome Brube talked about, and it was talked about all on Twitter when they acquired a, a goaltender and, and moved on a goaltender. The fourth goal. This is the fourth goaltender that the Sea Dogs have acquired: Creed Jones, Zachary Iman, Jonathan Lemieux, and now Nicholin, Nicholas Herdebise. Wow. Four, three first-round picks in 2022, 2020, and two in 2023. Two-thirds in 2022. Two-fourths in 2022 and 2023. Uh, Three-sixths, 2021, 2021, 2022, and a tenth in 2022. And I don't even think that equals what uh, Couture has given up. So uh, it's not the goaltender. There's something else. In front of it, uh, there's something. We've talked about it. Something in the water We've in St. John, but um, like I said, I mean, we're pumped about this trade. Fans can be pumped about this trade, but the part that sucks is, for me, the final original Wildcat that was on the team when I got here uh, has now been put on waivers, and we we hope that he's able to get the championship. Uh, Summerside is hosting the Fred Page Cup, mm-hmm. and that's Jake Stewart. I mean. We've gone back and forth on this, and you know, I'll, I'll let you speak to you know him. But uh, you know, Jake was never the fastest guy on the team, but he worked every game. He was there in, and I don't remember many games he missed. 
due to injury. Um, he, you know, he might have sat out a few games, but I don't remember many he missed her to injury. He got better on the faceoff dots as the years went on. He worked on his speed. Um, he became an absolute stud power penalty killer, mm-hmm. like winning the big draws. And that's the that's the only position that right now worries me with this team is the center depth because he was a guy you could throw out in every penalty kill situation. Um, it just sucks for this guy. He did he did everything he was ever asked to, whether it was sit on the uh, sit on the sidelines as a black ace yeah. uh, in 2020 or lead a group of you know young kids last year and, and be the voice and be a leader this year. So um, as much as it's awesome to to make the the trades and, and get better in that, there is the part that sucks. And, and like Richie said, it's a, never an easy decision. So um, we're all wishing the best of luck to Jake, and hopefully we can have him on uh, one of these few weeks and just talk about his time. But, you know, I mean, this – this kind of sucks. This is the the worst part about the the trade period. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, I've Especially been t- when a kid spends five years yeah, in a market, yeah. right? He wasn't I, moving been, around. I've been tough on Jake. You know, yeah. I've been I've been really tough on Jake for you know for three three years. Yeah. Um. You know, I remember three years ago saying that I, I for sure last year I, I said he you know he sh- should maybe find a different spot but you know he just continued to prove me wrong and um you know yeah yeah right it sucks like he's been he's been a while he's been one of those guys where it's like you know you you said it best he's not the greatest skater but he just works his ass off and and you know deserves all the playing time that he gets and he's he's gonna get it in summerside he's gonna get a chance to play in that fred page cup and and wherever the what is it called the so cup no it's not so cup um RBC Cup, whatever the I yeah, I think the RBC Cup, yeah, the yeah. RBC, yeah. Summerside's one of the. If you're gonna get traded to a you know a junior A team, Summerside's the one you want to go yeah. to. Uh, they they have such a winning culture, great organization. You've seen so many players come out of that. You know Jordan Spence, um, you know Brody MacArthur, Jordan Knox. They're uh, the junior A equivalent of the Flyers. Just a winning culture, breeding year after year yeah. after year. Yeah, it's. What what they've got going on up there in Summerside is is something good, and uh, you know I just don't see it ever ending. You know, uh, Billy McGuigan, uh, just the entire entire staff is 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 first class, and yeah. it's just you know if you if if you'd want to go, you know if, even for for someone that's what I love about Junior A is like they have these interleague trades where it's like oh i'm gonna trade this guy from the flin flon bombers <laughs> to the summerside caps for future considerations yeah like okay <laughs> and then five years down the road oh buddy from summerside's gonna go play <laughs> yeah. in flin flon yeah. manitoba yeah. yeah okay cool uh that's that's the nice yeah. thing i love that about junior <laughs> a it's like yeah i'm gonna send this guy from the Powassan Voodoos <laughs> to the uh, Amherst Ramblers for future considerations. Yeah. And then 10 years down the road, <laughs> Buddy right now who's playing Tibbetts hockey will be drafted by the Amherst Ramblers, but he's going to decide to move the Manitoba. But he's going to be a difference maker. Yeah, and he's going he's gonna to play. He's going to be playing defense in Timbits, and he won't <laughs> yeah. e- he won't even know <laughs> yeah. that in 10 years' time, yeah. he's going to be traded from yeah. the Amherst Ramblers to the, the Powassan Voodoos. <laughs> and... That's going to be, you know, that's, I think... Voodoo's uh, got a good one. 
Yeah. <laughs> the magic man, right? Yeah. It's uh but that's I love that about junior yeah. hockey. Uh one of these days, wouldn't you love to see a trade between the Wildcats and the friggin' Red Deer Rebels or oh. something like that? Like that would just be so funny. Uh but it will never happen. No. Um but yeah, Jake Stewart, uh we wish you all the best, man. Uh we'll we'd love to have you on the show. Uh and if you if you do can if you can come on, I will literally give you the floor for two minutes to rip me a new a-hole for <laughs> all the stuff i've said about you for the past like five years well if that's not an invite i don't know what is let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show eric murray realtor buy a house from him stick tap of the week thanks johnny yeah johnny uh so yeah last thursday was a trade deadline uh, but on that trade deadline i spent the entire day at the hospital uh i got there at about Seriously? 10 o- yeah yep uh, I got there at about 10 o'clock in the morning uh, because uh, my wife woke up that morning with with some, well, they were COVID symptoms, um, you know, chest pains, high heart rate, coughing, uh, you name it, she had it, body aches. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, and they, they had, you know, they had developed, yeah, they, it wasn't just an overnight thing, like she had been... She was in pain for a couple of days. I think it started on the Tuesday. Yeah, but the Thursday morning, it was bad. Um, so I took her to the hospital, Moncton Hospital. And, you know, my, my the thing I hate about the emergency room is you literally sit there <laughs> for hours and hours and hours yep. and hours. Yep. Uh, obviously, first thing they did was was the whole COVID testing thing. Came back negative. Um. But yeah, we ended up being there from probably 10.30 in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. Uh, but because it was like chest stuff and heart stuff, um, they gave her like a cardiogram. They gave her chest x-rays, blood work. Um, but as much as I hated the weight, what I appreciated was them kind of covering every base. Yeah. Right? Um, not just saying, oh, look, you have a pneumonia, take these meds and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, they took the time to, you know, they gave her a chest x-ray. They did some blood work. They gave her a cardiogram. They made sure that it, it wasn't anything heart related that could be life threatening right. or life altering, life changing. Um, so as much as waiting 12 hours at a hospital sucks. Yeah. Um, on trade deadline day. On trade deadline day, when your phone is literally beeping every two <laughs> seconds because you have La La Set's tweet notifications yeah. on, um, I do have to applaud the emergency room staff at the Moncton Hospital for yeah. doing that. You know, like giving us that reassurance that everything was okay. Uh, it wasn't anything wrong with her heart or her lungs or her kidneys or what what have you. They covered every base. Um, so yeah, it was bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Not now. Yeah, so I got bronchitis. <laughs> I went downstairs to get me a cold pop. <laughs> I thought somebody was barbecuing. <laughs> I thought, oh, Lord Jesus, there's a fire. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the best videos you will ever see. I ain't going to talk about that. I got bronchitis. Uh, yeah, so bronchitis. Um, you know, they just gave her some meds uh, and, and a couple puffers. So now we're puffer twins. Because uh, I have asthma, of course. Um, 
so yeah, I, that's just the fact that you know they they took the time to, uh, you know, make sure everything was good with the internal organs. Uh, <laughs> was uh, I thought was a one. So uh, yeah, stick tab of the week to the whomever was working at the ER at the Moncton Hospital last Thursday. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. I, isn't it so wonderful to live in Canada for that reason alone? Do you imagine she's got all this and they're like, we're going to do a cardiogram. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. Here you go, Mr. Boucher. Here's your $280,000 bill for all these tests. Oh, your insurance covered most of it. You still owe us $3,000. Yeah. Like, no. Here is my left testicle. (laughs) Here is my right testicle. Yeah. Also, here is my penis. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm done. Yeah. All right. Like, uh, Brings us to the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcats Wildcat of the Week. Uh, they're back as sponsor for another season. Right now, both Angelina and Nicole are accepting new clients, and they now direct Bill. Just give him a call at 506-830-1224. Uh, well, with no hockey over the uh, past couple weeks, um, I'm going to do what I did last year when we had no hockey. I'm going to give this award to the hardest worker in the past few weeks, and that's General Manager and direct, or Director of Hockey Operations, Richie Tebow. I mean, the way he improved this club uh, in... For not only the second half, but moving forward, I mean, like you said, we got two seconds, three thirds. Um, he likes his picks. Uh, Alex likes his picks, but you know, we kind of went over it. I I don't see other than center where this team got worse going into the second half. We got um, goaltenders are are pretty even. We got that big power play uh, quarterback in in Bellamy, and you know, we didn't have to give up anything in our top nine. So for me the it's it's richie um so that's the wildcast wildcat of the week uh that'll do it for this episode special thanks to richie tebow for joining us uh, on this episode always good to get his insight and uh you know chat with him about the the state of the team and uh we can't wait to have him on as we kick off into draft season uh near the end of the year and talk about some playoff uh upsets that we may have Ooh. um hopefully we're back next week uh we have no idea as we don't know if there's games next week if, so, if there's nothing to talk about, you know, yeah, maybe we'll do a what we can be a pop culture podcast. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, people just like to hear us talk, right? We can, uh, we could literally talk into a microphone for an hour. Yeah, it not it being about hockey. Yep, and we could have people tuning into our show. Probably. Well, we'll see if we can do that next week. Well, if there's no hockey. Do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and maybe you'll get ripped by Jake Stewart, but we'll have well, to see. Yeah, we'll see about that. This episode was dedicated to our TV grandma and our TV dad that we lost this past uh, couple weeks. Bob Saget and uh, Betty White. It, that's They made you feel like your grandma. They made you feel like you were watching your dad. It's tough. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.